What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, gotta tell you about the delicious, smooth Strava Craft Coffee. Strava Craft Coffee packs two one-two punches. The first one, not only is it delicious, smooth coffee, but it packs that CBD. And CBD, of of course, helps relieve aches, pains, headaches, migraines, anything that's going on, it can help relieve. Some people even say it gets rid of the coffee jitters, so you can drink coffee without getting the jitters. And the second one-two punch that Strava Craft is offering is if you use the code DNVR over at Strava, DNVR25 over at Strava Craft Coffee, you'll get 25% off your very first order of Strava Craft Coffee. And then, Subscribe after that, and you'll get 20% off every single order for the rest of your life. And you can get these over at StravaCraftCoffee.com. You guys got to check it out. They have so many delicious flavors. Got to check out the toasted marshmallow one. And you can get all of these at StravaCraftCoffee.com. Smash that code DNVR25. All right, Ryan and Mace, let's hop into the show. DNVR and we are live from Studio A here at the DNVR bar. The A, only because you just put it on my mind, Zach, stands for uh, an end of a dynasty. <laughs> there will be no four-peat for me in the Madden League. You doing uh, okay? Uh, no. No, yeah, no yeah. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. We were uh, we were all poking fun at you uh, last night for some things that happened, and and I can tell you we're not okay. No, we're not yeah. taking the jokes lightly. I was in a dark place, <laughs> uh, but you know, whatever. We'll get back on the horse and uh, start a new <laughs> dynasty. Anyways, uh, lots of Broncos things to get to today, but first, want to tell you about our friends over at MSU Denver Online, msudenver.edu/online for all they have to offer and they have a lot to offer including 750 total classes 45 plus online and hybrid programs there's something for everyone over at msudenver.edu slash online also got to give credit to uh to phil who uh took me down in the game last night so i want to make sure i give due credit to my opponent i mean he may say he beat you twice he may say that (laughs) although i was winning the first game (laughs) anyways um okay so the question today, you can say my boys first if you want. My boys, what, <laughs> what's up, guys? Uh, the question today is the Pro Bowl stuff comes out tomorrow, and so I ask of you, and I'll start with you, Mace. Who, if any, Broncos should be Pro Bowlers? Two guys should be Pro Bowlers. Okay. And they're both on defense. Okay. And they're both on the same line of defense. Okay. So I think you can probably guess who they are. Okay. One has been selected for the Pro Bowl before. That's Justin Simmons. Yep. And then one, the more you look at Pat Sertan, he, going into this week, he'd allowed a 56.9 passer rating when targeted. That puts him among the top, top four cornerbacks in the AFC. We, know, we see what he's doing on a weekly basis. The way he, the role he played in shutting down Jamar Chase on Sunday, 
to me, that was just that was the cherry on the Sunday, right? On Sunday, 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 two kinds of Sunday. I think Pat's done enough. He, sh- I don't know if he will be, but he should be in the Pro hmm. Bowl. I'm right there with you, Mace. I think those are the the two guys that deserve to be in the Pro Bowl. And uh, man, I'm just trying to think of if he will get it. But Pat Sertan does deserve it, mm-hmm. and Justin Simmons also deserves it for his playmaking ability and that was a big thing and there was a lot of inconsistency in this secondary to start the season and Justin was part of that inconsistency but he has really turned it on especially with that playmaking ability and that's something that this Broncos team has desperately needed and honestly guys he's really the only one that's consistently made plays uh, for this Broncos defense and that's kind of a uh, the, the only downside to this defense is they haven't been getting the turnovers when needed outside of Justin. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hate this because uh, you guys are going to make me be the Grinch on yeah, Christmas week. finally. Hey. But I will say you talked me into one. But I don't, it's the one you, I don't think it's the one you think that it is. Uh, I'm, I'm in on Pat Sertan. Okay. I'm in on Pat Sertan being Ooh. a pro bowler. Because you came into the studio saying you didn't think anybody. Yeah, that was just was part me. of the Madden hangover. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I was already in a grinchy mood, um, but I could be talked into Pat Sertan. In fact, I, I am. I'm in on Pat Sertan. I don't have to be talked into. I just wasn't thinking of him when I sat down. To me, he's been the best Bronco. I love it. Yeah. I, I love it. And you know why you weren't thinking of him when you walked in? Because no one ever throws at him anymore. Because great cornerbacks you don't <laughs> think of, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is, which is crazy that he's already got that respect where it seems like every game the first one or two passes are at Pat Sertan, and then if quarterbacks are smart outside of Justin Herbert, they just kind of don't go his way anymore. Justin Herbert tested that, and you know what happened? Two picks. Two picks, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and a pick six in there. Yeah, and Jared Goff went at him on the first play of offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I posted the video. I loved it because uh, right as you know they throw it over at Pat, he throws it out of bounds. And Pat's just yelling, ooh, I like it. <laughs> well, because he thought, if you're going to go at me on the first play, you're going to go at me again. He didn't really go at mm-hmm. him again uh, throughout the game. And I honestly think it was like a little test, you know. Mm-hmm. He threw it that way, and he was he had to throw it out of bounds because Pat was there so quickly. He's like, eh, okay, uh, maybe I don't need to go that way anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other day, it wasn't just him on Jamar Chase, and I think Bryce Callahan yep. um, not getting nearly enough credit for what he did on Jamar Chase in that mm-hmm. game. But he did have some reps on Jamar Chase. He was great in those. And you never called his name, uh, except for on the third down. Yeah, They did get him there with a nice route and a nice play. Um, but then on the very next play, uh, Joe Mixon bounces one outside. And I'm thinking, like, oh, man, he's going to have back-to-back bad plays because he's going to miss this tackle. Mm-hmm. And he gets him by the shoelaces, brings him down. And, you know, people made the Champ Bailey comp. Right when they drafted him, and I was like, "This isn't fair. This isn't good. Don't do this to him." Yeah, and I'm like, "There." Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I'm I was like probably there. one of those people you didn't like initially yeah. Say, yeah. saying that. And that's honestly who he should be if you're taking a corner in the top ten. It is he should be a borderline Hall of Fame player. And yep. you know what? That person should be in the Pro Bowl conversation. And whether or not he makes it, guys, he's absolutely in that conversation. So he is absolutely living up to the extremely high bar that was set for him. He should, yeah. He should be there. But it's funny you mentioned Champ Bailey because Champ was excellent as a rookie in Washington as well. And he didn't make the Pro Bowl. Sometimes right. these things are 
a year behind, unfortunately. I think the like name brand recognition is going to really help Pat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's an Alabama guy, yeah. so uh, people already knew about him. His, about dad his dad was a Pro Bowler, um, right? Yeah, his dad. His dad was. And the other thing is, you look at kind of national television as well. And the Broncos haven't been on that much, but he did get a lot of kind of airtime and FaceTime in the Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the Broncos lost that game, but kind of a. a a pulse of that game was what the defense did and what kind of job Pastor Tan did that night in coverage as well. You mentioned the play on Sunday. Yeah, he got beat by Boyd, but he rebounded nicely. The same thing you can say about Justin Simmons, even though he wasn't at fault on the touchdown by Boyd, he was kind of turned around a little bit as the last line of defense. What does Justin do on the two-point conversion? He's there to Breaks help it up, to yeah. break it up. Well, that, I, that's what great players do if they get beat. They come back and they make a play as soon as the opportunity comes their way again. Yeah, and, and, and we had someone coming at us on Twitter a couple of days ago saying, uh, I can't believe you gave king of the game to a guy that allowed oh, yeah. a 56-yard touchdown. I can't believe that you're praising Pat Sertan when he gave up that third down. You're not if you're a Pro Bowl player, even Pro Bowl players are still going to to have a couple of bad plays. And Justin Simmons, I I don't believe was the one that gave up that fifty six yarder. Now he missed the tackle and he absolutely that that's a, an error on his part. He's gotta make that tackle. But it's not like even the best cornerbacks in the league are going to give up a reception in a game. So the, these guys, sure, uh, uh, they, they, they aren't perfect, but they are darn close. Also, Justin Simmons is alone. I mean, absolutely alone trying to make that tackle. The, Boyd has 60 yards of space to go wherever he wants. Mm-hmm. It honestly would have been like I expect the player with the ball to score in that situation. Yeah, I'm, I'm not letting Justin off the hook. I mean, he, he's got to break down better and, and at least slow him down for someone else. To, cut. It, it, what, to your point, it's a very difficult play. It's not even like an open field. It's like a wide open yeah, field. Yeah, it, it's Nowhere true. to go. No sideline to force him to. No help defense to force him into. It's you versus him. I, like I said, I expect the ball carrier to score in that situation. Of course, you'd love to have your you know all-pro safety make that play. Um, but I'm not knocking him for that. The reason why I don't have him, maybe I should. Maybe I'm, I don't know. The reason why I didn't don't think I have Justin as a pro bowler is because I just don't feel like teams are afraid of him. Um, and I can't get that out of my head. Um, I feel like some of the best safeties in the league, when you game plan and when you call plays, you're saying we can't go near that guy. Um, and I don't feel like other teams do that now because of that, it actually allows him to make some of those, right. uh, plays that we talked about. And, and he's done a better job this season of making those plays, but I don't know why, like, I don't know why this was so scarring for me, but I just can't get that play against the Raiders out of my head when he's playing deep center field and Derek Carr just doesn't care. Um, I feel like Justin and, and he got and he obviously the whole defense improved a lot since that game. Um, but I feel like the next step for him would be getting to a point where teams are saying, if he's playing center field, we can't go there. Um, and you don't want to throw, uh, the out route on him if he's in man coverage and stuff like that. Um, so I feel like he's one notch below, um, a guy who strikes fear into quarterback. And maybe, maybe that's why you're talking about him being a pro bowler, but not being a starter. Maybe your starters are Minka Fitzpatrick 
and Derwin James. Or not an all-pro. Yeah. Kind of right. when it boils down to that. And and there certainly are two levels, guys. I mean, the Pro Bowl, and I think this has been talked about a lot more the past five or ten years. The Pro Bowl doesn't mean what it used to. And, and I agree with that. However, the Pro Bowl is still really important in people's careers in terms of not only their paychecks, but getting into the Hall of Fame. People still look at that. That's still such an easy stat to look at. So we can't over or, or under uh, simpler or overstate that. Uh, and Ryan, I think I think Justin Simmons, and this is the kind of the issue I had with making him the highest paid safety. He's a great player. He's not elite in my mind, with you. but elite is all pro. Fair. Great is Pro Bowl. So so that's why I'm going that he is a Pro Bowler. And so, Mace, we already know Ryan's yeah. answer. Uh, who is most deserving on this team? Pat Sertan. Mm. No offense to Simmons, who I think deserves it. But I think you, with Sertan, I think you've seen a case to be a Pro Bowl starter. So, a legitimate case for wow. the AFC. So what all three of us are saying, because I agree with that, mm-hmm. is Pat Sertan is the best already Denver the best Bronco. Player. How about that? How about that? Makes me feel good. Remember on Three Ring Circus earlier yeah. this year when we did our uh, Broncos draft and I picked Pat Sertan in the first round? I thought it was a little crazy doing that, a guy that never played. Well, let's look at who the candidates are because I don't think the list is very long. Um, obviously, we just talked about Justin Simmons. He's definitely a candidate. Mm-hmm. You can't put any of the wide receivers in there. No. Nope. And I feel yeah. like from a talent perspective, those two, Cortland and Jerry, are two of the most talented players on the team. Yep. Uh, Javante Williams probably has a case, as does Melvin Gordon. But do you pick a running back in the first round of any draft? No. <laughs> so it's you, the, the wide receivers just can't be in there right yeah. now. I'm sorry. So your options are Pat Sertan, Justin Simmons, Javante Williams, and Melvin Gordon. Yep. And you're just – it's going to come down to the two defenders like that we just talked about as pro bowlers, obviously. Yep. And all three of us are taking Sertan. That is – You know, for all of the, for lack of a better term, hate George Payton gets for not going quarterback in the first round, and I'm part of that. You got if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna not go that way, you better get a player. And that if you were able to tell if you if you told me before the draft the Broncos aren't going to draft a quarterback. But they will draft the best player on their team this year. Mm. I'd say, all right, you might have to go with it. And you either, might have yeah. to go with it. Either means he's a really good player or your team is really bad. And they did it at a premium position. That's another thing. If you're not going to get a quarterback and you're going to try to draft somebody impactful, it needs to be either blindside pass protector, edge rusher, corner. And that's why, you know, fair or unfair, the expectations for Bradley Chubb have always been so high. Right. Because you drafted him over Josh Allen, over Lamar Jackson in a time when you were desperate for a quarterback, and that just hurts, you know? And then you expect you you expect that guy to be in the running. We didn't even just mention him just now yeah. when we're talking about the best players on the team. And there's no way you could. No, no, absolutely not. Guys, he had his best game uh, of his season. Bradley Chubb, I'm talking about this past week, zero sacks. Yeah. And, and I mean, pressures and sacks are not everything. Pressures are great. But you don't draft a guy in the top five for, for getting pressures. You, tra- you draft him for game-changing plays, and that's uh, one of the things Sacks is, and he still didn't get any. I just You just unlocked something in my head. All right, so you got Ooh. pressures. Pressures are good, right? Yep, yep. Got Steven mm. Weatherly. Mm. Weather, pressure, 
Steven Weatherly, new nickname, the pressure system. Wow, how about that? I love high, high pressure, yeah. High pressure low, system. Even though low causes storms, high is what you want in terms of number. But is there it's a little is, bit of it's a little bit curious. Is there any way to incorporate the glasses into this? I feel like that needs to be part mm. of it too. And it and it can fit in with some mm. sun, maybe. Sun. I don't know. <laughs> Might be getting high pressure systems already a long nickname. <laughs> it it really is. Um, okay, so guys, j just want to run a couple other names by you for potential Pro Bowlers, uh, and of course, two that we've mentioned: Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. And I think just initially we say no because those guys have been splitting carries. But guys, Javante Williams, a top ten rusher in the nfl right now wow. melvin gordon number 12 javante williams number nine javante has 815 rushing yards melvin 769 and javante right now he has the sixth most rushing yards in the afc and of course all you have to do is look at afc nfc you don't have to combine them in this so maybe there's and we know derrick henry probably won't play in, in the mm -hmm. pro bowl although he could be back i just wouldn't think he would so well. that not that puts him at five Okay. And then you have Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon. I think those guys are locks. Those are the yep. two rushes in the NFL. Then you have Nick Chubb, who probably is a lock as well, and Najee Harris. And the thing mm. with Najee Harris is, yes, he does have about 70 more rushing yards than Javante, but he's averaging 3.6 yards per carry. Javante, 4.8. And remember, if... Is it four that go? Um, what What is it? I four? think it's three and a fullback. Three and a fullback, so still probably on the way out. But let's say, I don't know, the Bengals, the Colts, the Browns make the Super Bowl. There you go. You're wow. eliminating one of those guys. And then Javante can sneak in there. If you had to pick one of those teams to make it, who would you pick? Colts. So would I. And I don't love that with Carson no. Wentz, man. I mean, that's actually the, why I'm, I pick, that's actually why I picked the Bengals of those three. I mean, wow. the Colts turned to Carson Wentz with like ten minutes left in the fourth. Uh, they're they're mm -hmm. up ten. All he can, all he has to do is not make a mistake. And what's he do? He throws it right to the Patriots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, like that. That's why, like, when it comes down to it, if any of those three made it, I like I like the fact that Bengals they have an effective running game they can turn to with Joe Mixon, but Joe Burrow. When the chips were down, third and ten, and they had to have a play, Joe Burrow made the play. Yep, yep. That's like, it's funny. You look at like the the if you just did box score analysis on Joe Burrow, you'd look at his numbers on Sunday and you wouldn't be impressed. But you watch the decisions that he made, when you know Scrambles. how he escaped, when to scramble, running for the sticks. The Bengals have a transformative guy at quarterback right now. So yeah. on the screen right now yeah. on NFL Network, we're doing Javante Williams as a candidate for angry runs. And that was the play that the show the play they're showing is the one where it looked like he was down back at his own one yard line. And somehow and that's the thing, not just powerful, but somehow he keeps his balance. Yeah. That's what it it's it's the it's the power, but also he's got that balletic kind of grace to him as well. Mm -hmm. That superior sense of of of, ba of, of, ba of balance about him. Is he winning it right now, or is he just a nominee? I think we're going through the nominees Go right now. Going through the nominees, oh. and and of course, uh, he he's one of uh, Good Morning Football's favorite players. Although, yeah. yeah, last week Kyle Brandt called him his favorite player in the NFL. Understandable Kyle Brandt so. is my favorite media member. Yeah, in the NFL. He, he, he is. He is fantastic. Uh, um, okay, so but I wanted to bring that up because we talk about name recognition and how much it plays into this. And I think Javante has literally built a brand for himself 
by showing up on angry runs every week. Yep. Um, he's he's unbelievable. Yep. And so I think that would help. But like you mentioned, uh, Chubb, Mixon, Taylor, all probably going to mm-hmm. go. So if there's just three going, the, he's probably going to be bounced. But first alternate, we know, like, I'll just put – I'll say Joe Mixon doesn't go right now. Like, mm-hmm. someone's not going, you know. So he might actually end up there. Yeah. Um, but but tomorrow night when the names come out, he probably won't be on there. Don't think so. And, and that's yeah. okay. You know, the, the fact that he, for splitting reps, is, is in the conversation to be an alternate is, is, is incredible. And, guys, one other name I'll throw out there that should be mentioned, Kareem Jackson, j- just as he – I think he should be in the conversation. I don't think he's going to get it. And then to me, honestly, mm-hmm. end list. I mean, no one else to really talk about. I mean, Bobby Massey. Uh, if anyone on on offense, uh, he's the guy just kind of like Pat Sertan. Mm-hmm. The offensive lineman you don't talk about, it means they're doing a good job. Bobby Massey has been the least talked about offensive lineman. He's done a good job. I don't think he's done a transcendent job to where he actually should be a pro bowler, but he's the best offensive lineman they have. I wonder what his like PFF grade is because I'm sure it's really good. Yeah, I would think so. He just goes out there every week. No one talks about him. Nope. Mm-hmm. And we move on. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and Garrett Bowles, unfortunately, he's got five holding penalties this year. So <sighs> Garrett Holtz yeah. was back uh, on Sunday. It was. I just hate that. Like, yeah. you know, I, I don't mind when Mace is right about things, but I hate that you were right about this one because um, you were worried about, you know, his fans in the stands. Was that part of it? Was it because holdings were so down in the NFL? Was that part of it? It seems like it was all part of it, mm-hmm. and. Now, you know, uh, Mike Munchak's got his hands full um, because Kinda Garrett like Bowles has his pockets are full yeah. <laughs> uh, and the Broncos need better. Yep. Yeah. I mean, those contracts that John Elway gave on his way out the door, mm. who was it last year? You had Garrett Bowles, obviously a huge contract. You had mm. Mike Purcell, who uh, the run defense has been getting pretty punished this year. Uh, was there anyone else? Were those the two? Those were the two. Yeah. And, and the thing with Bowles, I Yikes. mean – you're paying him to come up big in a situation like that where you've got the franchise left tackle, big paycheck, and you're staring down one of the best pass, best edge rushers in football in Trey Hendrickson. And unfortunately for Garrett Bowles, he lost that matchup. And I know that the whole thing is, oh, you can chip and help him out. If you're paying a left tackle $17 million plus a year, you're paying to where he can be on an island and get the job done. Yep. That's part of the equation, to free things up elsewhere. You shouldn't be have, having to help that guy. He should be able to take care of it on his own. That was a matchup that he lost, pure and simple. All right, before we move on, I want to let you guys know that tomorrow night here at the DNVR bar, we are having our ugly sweater party Ooh. in conjunction with a Nuggets watch party. So, uh, you know, you get to dress ugly and then watch – uh, the most beauty sports has to offer. That's Nikola Jokic. Um, it's going to be great. should be fun. We're going to have a competition of who has the ugliest sweater. So uh, come correct if you're going to come at all. And uh, we're going to be doing giveaways all night. should be a really good time. Um, maybe last time to hang out with your friends before a big family week. Um, so that should be a blast. Uh, come on down here, watch the game, hang out. Of course, you can come down to the DNVR bar anytime, except for this weekend. Of course, we're closed uh, for Christmas. But uh, we love having you guys down here, and we'd love to see you tomorrow at the uh, the DNVR Ugly Sweater Party. And the only thing that can make that night even better is if you open an account over at DraftKings Sportsbook, you bet $5 mm. on 
either team to win, but let's just say the Nuggets to win. They win. You get $150 in free bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And then, of course, you can use that money on Thursday night football, Saturday Christmas football, Sunday football, Monday football. I mean, there's just football every day of the week that you want to use these $150. And if you don't want to bet on the Nuggets, just place a $5 bet on any NBA team, and you will get $150 if that team wins. It's as simple as that. And, guys, DraftKings is also doing something so special this week. They're giving every one a, a, a gift and it's going to be at least $50 in free bets they're giving away up to $10 million in prizes for their customers so you want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now bet $5 in any NBA team and then you'll get $150 in free bets and then you'll also get the holiday gift that they've got going on so make sure to get in now use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to get all of these offers over at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older Colorado only new customers only restrictions apply see DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. You know, you say there's football every week. I'm glad that the Hawaii Bowl is back. Why okay. is that? Christmas Eve football. Mm. But now we have NFL football on Christmas Eve. we got your guy Jonathan Taylor. That's Christmas uh, Day. Oh, you're right. You're we have right, a Christmas right. Day yep, doubleheader. Yep, yep, you're right. Most years, Broncos have found out, not always, but most years there's no football on Christmas Eve. So it's always been the hawaii bowl so that's you know you're right you can bet on football every day wasn't the um the broncos chiefs game uh with the jump pass from don terry poe wasn't that on christmas eve christmas that was night. that was okay. christmas and christmas eve is when gary kubiak told john Elway yeah. he was uh hanging it up christmas gotcha. eve 2018 was uh in o- was in oakland when you had the uh the infamous um punt punt return that was Christmas Eve? Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, the one that was like he slipped down uh, on the goal line. Oh, and then... wasn't there drama with, uh, oh, who was the former Cowboys tight end that was calling the game on ESPN? Jason Witten. And he only lasted. Yeah, wasn't there oh, drama? Oh, he called Didn't Bradley he Roby soft. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Man, oh, Jason Witten was so bad. Yeah, they lasted um, one year. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? This is why I say I don't trust – these yeah. holiday games yeah. something mm-hmm. weird always happens to the broncos when they play around the holidays yeah sometimes it's good back in 06 against the Bengals, they win by one because the holder can't handle the pat snap mm. yep on yep christmas i was eve. there yep the year before on christmas eve they stomped the, Ra- the raiders at home but that was a, a good that was a very good bronco Going back team to 2005 terrible, <laughs> terrible raider team um how about anything yeah. post peyton oh yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah, no, nothing post Peyton, and even pre Peyton, the year pre Peyton, Christmas Eve, the Broncos go to Buffalo, and they get trounced with Tim Tebow. It was one of the games that kind of exposed Tim Tebow. Uh-huh. All you had to do was keep your edges set, don't let him, don't let him chase too far upfield. And uh, Dave Wanstead, his was running Buffalo's defense at the time. He had his guys disciplined. It was forty to fourteen in a game that probably wasn't even that close. Great mustache. Yikes. Yes. <laughs> Great mustache. And you know, sometimes you're gonna if you've got a mustache, you're gonna want to get a little beer in that mustache, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Or you want to give yourself a beer mustache. And that's where our friends over at Breckenridge Brew come in right now. Of course, Christmas ale. Do you have your kegs of Christmas ale, guys? Of course, yes. absolutely. Have you tapped them yet? Have you no been? saving Save, it for yep, Christmas Eve. Yeah, exactly. Really? Yep. See. Christmas ale has been on the store shelf since Halloween. I know, but there's yeah. just something about it. Like I also only drink eggnog on the 24th or 25th. So, so Christmas Eve, it's all eggnog. Christmas ale, any other uh, holiday libations? Well, everyone knows you can only have one glass of eggnog. Uh, yeah. 
That's true. So it's yes. a one and done. Type That's of why girl. I start mine a couple weeks out, so I can have a few glasses. Oh, there we go. See, we got Here's one right Christmas here. Christmas keg. Yeah, there you go. Boom. There we the go. Big Christmas keg See, of Christmas sales. It's available. We can't, where's yes. where'd that go? Yeah, seriously, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's available at grocery stores, liquor stores, you name it, throughout Colorado and beyond. I've seen Christmas sale uh, for sale the last couple of months in, in Wisconsin. I've seen it other places uh, in, in the travels covering the Broncos. So you're going to want to check that out. If you want to find the nearest spot to you that has this Breckenridge Brew Christmas Ale keg, go to the Breckenridge Brew website and, ch- and check out the store locator. The odds are if you're in a major market in particular, you're going to find someplace near you that's got that Christmas Ale. you got four days until the holiday so there's plenty of time to get out there and get it and have a taste of the Colorado holidays. And if you want to get, by the way, if you want to have a perfect taste of the Colorado holidays, it's not just Christmas ale for Breckenridge Brew. You want to put um, the John Denver Muppets Christmas album on. Ah, okay. Yes. Um, Since you get John Denver, you know, kind of that Rocky Mountain feel and all that. And then you get the Lunacy of the Muppets, my personal favorite Christmas album. There you go. <laughs> um, real quick. Well, two things. One. About, you mentioned DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is just giving everyone a Christmas present. Yep. I got a $50 free bet. Yep, exactly. I mean, it's, it's easy. Yeah, it, all you got to awesome. do is click Paul Pierce's face, and then you get a... When, when did you get it? Yesterday. Yesterday. Maybe I need to find Paul Pierce's face. Yes, go okay. find it on the okay. app. He's on there. <laughs> click it. You click Redeem. I got, it's between 10 and 50, and, you know, DraftKings there, there we up go. at the top of the line. I, uh... Don't like Paul Pierce, so I love smashing his face. I don't like him either. I said uh, yesterday, Dre was like, it's Paul Pierce. I was like, oh, I don't recognize him when he's not in his wheelchair. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Okay, the other thing is, scale of 1 to 10, how much Christmas spirit are you guys feeling as it's like 60 degrees every day in Denver? Yeah, and then I look at my phone, and it's going to be 60 tomorrow, 60 Thursday, 60 on Christmas Eve. It drops down to a nice 50s. On Christmas Day, yeah, I'm in no Christmas spirit. I'm trying zero, everything. Zero of ten. I, I'm, I'm trying. So I'm at a one because I'm trying. You know, okay. every, every every time I come home, put the lights on the tree, turn them on, mm-hmm. turn some Christmas music on, and uh, it helps until I look outside and it's summer. It's crazy. Yeah. See, this is where being in the South and spending holidays in Florida over the years, it's an advantage. Mm. I don't tie the Christmas spirit to weather. Wow. Like, Interesting. I think yeah, I mean, you can have sense. you can have a now in Florida you'd want just I wouldn't say you want it cold but just be a little bit cool. So like for me, I wanted it on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, to be about say sixty to sixty five <laughs> degrees. So this holiday season for me is absolutely perfect. Now to, once you get to like seventy five. 80 degrees, which I've experienced on some Christmases. I even had a Christmas in North Carolina where it was like 72 degrees. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a little too warm. But if you're in the 60s, I think that's kind of perfect. And especially if you're having that big Christmas meal and you want to grill, you want to grill, you want to put something in the smoker. Well, you know what? It's perfect weather to be outside. Yeah. I can't, I can't get by it. I'm a zero out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need the snow. Yeah, I just need some. I don't know. Cold, some, Cold, some clouds. Yeah, yeah just dark. I, I don't know. <laughs> the snow. I really think it does come down to the snow. Like, yeah. at least within a week. Of, of yeah, we're not getting that. It's, we're not getting it's that. Just like crazy. hardly anywhere is getting it. I mean, you saw last night in Chicago. I mean, it was cool, but it wasn't cold. You know what sucks about this the most? Is in a few months, I'm going to be saying to you guys. 
Does it feel like opening day for baseball when right. it's dumping snow? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, speaking of, happy winter. Today starts winter. We oh, get a 60 so degree day. The shortest day of the year. Is it? It's only up that, from here, okay. which is good. Well, yeah. Days get longer. I like that. I like your outlook on it. It can only get better from here. Um, okay. So the other what is, question. What time is sunset today, by the way, anyway? I mean, it's oh, just, gosh. 3.30? It's, yeah. 4.40 p.m. Yeah. Hopefully uh, the, the sun that. sets on a hot start for Kansas basketball because I'm going up to Boulder. There so we go. The there we go. BK asked me if you were going to be there. I said, of course he is. Of Double course. digit underdog, though, with the buffs. Tonight. Yes. Of, yep. And, Take uh, that money line? Maybe. Oh. Maybe a little Coors that, Magic today. That Let me tell yes. you this. Well, I, don't, yes. I don't think it's going to happen, but a little Coors Magic. Well, you never know. This game was Coors? supposed to be last season. Coors. Coors, as in Coors <laughs> events there. I mean, it was supposed to be last season. It's a tough break that with the pandemic, the game didn't happen. With McKinley, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and now you get the, the buffs that, hey, we all know best recruiting class that Tad Boyle's ever had this year. But CU is the type of program where, as good as it's been, every th- every few years there's going to be the reset year. And unfortunately, KU's coming in in the reset year. Yeah, unfortunately. And there's going to be a lot of their stupid fans there. No disrespect to anyone. <laughs> um, it's easier to get tickets definitely. at Coors than it is at Allen Fieldhouse. Funny funny story real quick. Um, when I was a kid, the f- one of the first CU basketball games I ever went to, they upset Kansas. It was Kirk Heinrich. Um, oh God, who else was on that team? CU upset him. CU upset Kansas. Wow. With Kirk Heinrich, uh, that's the the one that I remember the most. They, oh, uh, Nick Collison. Yeah, yeah was on course. that team as well. Um, we charged the court. It was amazing. One of the best times ever. It was like a, a magical season for the Buffs that year. They had a bunch of upset wins. So moving forward after that, I was like, I have to go to the Kansas game every year. Yeah. Well, one year I couldn't find any of my friends. I must have been. No way I was older than 13, but I just went. Um, like I just went by myself to the game, and I was like, you know, I was like kind of playing the kid card. I'm like, no one's going to stop me from just going and sitting wherever I want. That's true. So I <laughs> pushed the limits a little bit, went to the very front row, and sat in an empty seat. And was sitting next to these people, and I was like, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, like, Kansas sucks. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, our son plays for Kansas <laughs> you're actually sitting in our seat right now and I was like oh sorry they're like you can stay like we don't have anyone wow. sitting there. it was um Wayne Simeon do you remember him yeah it was his parents sat there with them the whole game they let me sit in their front row seats with them. So shout out to them that's pretty cool you yeah. sat awesome. in Wayne's spot apparently yeah exactly yeah. He, yeah. he wasn't a he wasn't occupying it he was just dominating the bus hey do you know why all the uh, trees in Colorado lean to the east why is that because Kansas sucks <laughs> like it. I like it. I like it. All right. The other Broncos related question I wanted to ask you guys today is put your name on it now. You got to choose someone that we didn't just say. Damn who, it. Who will be a Pro Bowler next year? Um, I think we can all just like mark down Pat Sertan for 10 straight at this point. So who's going to be a, a Pro Bowler that isn't going to be one this year? On the Broncos? Yep. Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. I was going there. Um, and I can't go Javante. You could. You don't like that, though. Well, I mean, it's not. I, I That should be the number one pick in this draft. Yeah, it should be Javante. I'll, I'll go. Um, I don't even know if this is spicy. I should not go this route. 
but I'm going to go Jerry Judy. Ah, that's right. I say, I say the Denver Broncos upgrade their quarterback position enough and get their offensive coordinator to realize how special Jerry Judy is enough where he has a 1,000-yard season and really becomes that special wide receiver that he really should be. I mean, every week I go, I come out and watch Justin Jefferson just tear up the NFL and make special plays, and, and I just think – I, I like Jerry Judy, re, understandably so, more than Justin Jefferson. This is what Jerry Judy should be doing and a combination of, of everything. He's nowhere close to that, but I don't think Jerry Judy is a bust, and I think he shows that next year. Love that take. That's where I was going to go, so I'll go a different mm-hmm. direction. Um, and, and real quick, you unlocked another conversation that I wanted to have this week. Um <laughs> Jerry Judy, did you see him going at it with Eli Apple? Yeah, I did. After yeah. the game, I did. Your thoughts? Um, man, I if don't you, mind. Real quick, just to set the stage, if you guys didn't see it, if you're not on Twitter, Eli Apple, who has never done anything in the NFL, um, had a good game. Good for him. Um, so he took his opportunity to just go after Jerry Judy unprompted. Uh, took a shot at him because someone tweeted out the play where Jerry Judy ripped it out of his hands when he had an uh, interception. He said, best play Judy made all day. He also took an uh, – I didn't even see this one. He threw another stray at Jerry, calling him Casper. Um, <laughs> I didn't see that saying one. Saying he was a ghost out there. Oh my uh, so Jerry claps back, says something like, watch the film. You'll see I was cooking you all game, blah, blah, blah. You guys get the gist. Yeah. Your thoughts. I uh, I don't mind him supports or, or defending himself, but man, it, this is back to back years now after a loss. Jerry's just saying last year it was after the Chiefs game. He's saying he's out there conditioning. I just just stay away. If if you win and you still catch zero passes, then go out and absolutely cook him. But after a loss, just looks like he's not focused on maybe the right thing. Mace. Or he's just frustrated, and I think yeah. he's deservedly. I, I think I think that's that's part of it. I mean, I agree with you, Zach, that he probably should just kind of keep keep that stallion in the barn at that point. But that's who that's who he is, and I, I understand I understand the frustration because he is getting open. And I think one of the disappointing, really disappointing things about Teddy Bracewater this year is that the timing they had in practice, the anticipatory throws, they haven't translated very often to actual gameplay. Imagine if you just had the best take. And I just never toss it to you the whole game. <laughs> yeah. The whole show. I just never yeah, let you talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's how Jerry Judy feels right now. He's sitting there on the podcast, got all these great takes that he's ready to fire off, and the the host doesn't even acknowledge him. You know what you do at that point is that you kind of have to butt your way in. Or in his case, what he should do is he should – Go under center and just no, take the ball. <laughs> when he's timing that fake, that, that fake jet sweep – Slow it down. Slow it down. <laughs> and then the quarterback <laughs> turns and gets take the ball. Like I'm doing this myself. I love it. Could um, you imagine if <laughs> he did that and it didn't work and it turns into him running into the quarterback, the ball fumbling, <laughs> and what the defense would be after the game? Well, the other thing is also, I mean, I, I feel bad for uh, – whoever the quarterback would be because the quarterback having possession last would get credited for the fumble. So it would be a Drew Lock fumble. So <laughs> He already has enough fumbling problems as it is. So for me, my thought on this is you're you're getting into an argument that you just can't win. Yep. You have no chance of coming out of this looking good because you had zero catches. And you didn't win. And you lost. Yeah. And, and yeah. so he has no nothing he can turn to. 
Uh, unless he wants to, you know, go clip the all 22 <laughs> and create a montage. That's the only yeah. way he can win this. I don't think he's going to go through that. So for me, I was like, Jerry, what, what's your, what card can you play here that makes you look good? He played the, oh, go watch the film. That makes you look salty. It does. And then, yeah. you know, um, Eli Apple can just dunk on him right back and being like, oh, if you were so open, why didn't you get the ball? And yeah. it's not like Jerry can be like, because my quarterbacks suck and they won't throw to me. Because <laughs> right, right. my offensive yeah. coordinator won't draw up yeah. plays for so, me. So, you know, I was just like, don't yeah. do this. Let other people defend you because you can't win. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I'm with him. Yeah. I defended him. I, I went out there yeah. and I'm like, yeah, yeah well. Jerry Judy's getting roasted now because Pat Shermer only wants to run him on fake jet motion. I don't well, ever want to true. see that jet motion again. I'm sorry. Oh, you're going to see not it. Gonna, well, if will. they're not going to actually have a jet sweep, just freaking stop. <laughs> Someone think, in my mentions is like, last play of the game against the Chiefs in yep. week 18. Yep. We're going to be down 20, and they're yep. going to run it, and it's going to work. <laughs> yep, yep. I was going to say, they're, they're yeah. just saving it for the Chiefs game. And you know what? That Chiefs game is probably not going to mean much. It's going to no. be against Scrubs. I, you know what? It's not going to mean much, but look, I can't believe I'm saying this, but you realize the Broncos win on win the next two games and the Chiefs have the number one seat. I mean, there's a very good chance that they could be a playoff team if they win the next two games. Yep. I don't want to give false hope, but at the same time, you can see kind of the, the pieces aligning here. Now, I think the biggest question for the Broncos on Sunday, we'll get into this tomorrow, is where are they emotionally going into this game? Hmm. You'd hope they're okay. I mean, yeah. professionals being 500, right. still having a shot at the playoffs. Sheesh, you'd hope so. But Justin Simmons says that, you know, he was so downcast on Sunday night after saying, hey, it was a do-or-die game. I mean, after viewing it as a do-or-die game on Sunday, do they have anything left or is the emotional reservoir empty? Yeah, well, and, go to Vegas. And, and to that point, really quick, Mace, Justin played up the Chiefs game big time before yep. that game, saying, just wait till Sunday. We're ready. Just wait. Come out, lay an egg. Yeah. Last week, you said it was a do-or-die situation. This week, well, they obviously did not live up to that. So words are clearly not working in that locker room right now. Yeah. So I never put my name on a guy. Um, I will buy the most valuable stock that is at its lowest right now. Mm. And I'll say Cortland Sutton yeah. mm -hmm. yep. uh, is a pro bowler next year. And guess what? If Mace's prediction is right, both of our predictions <laughs> will be right <laughs> as well. Exactly. Uh, so I feel good about that. Uh, Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton all going to the Pro Bowl next year in Broncos helmets. Sounds mm -hmm. great to that me. That would mean playoffs uh, and playoffs. fun football. Maybe they're not going exciting. to the Pro Bowl because they're exactly. going to the Super Bowl. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's a world that we can live in right now, and I like it. Uh, all right, before we move on, of course, got to tell you about our friends over at Manscaped. Uh, this is a great gift for yourself. I'm not going to I'm not going to to go down the road of saying you should buy this for someone except for <laughs> maybe your significant other. Maybe you can get away with that one. Don't buy this for your parents. That's weird. Um, buy it for yourself. Give it a give the gift of Manscaped to yourself and that's going to be a gift maybe to your significant other mm -hmm. as well. Uh, you can try and spin that one off. Uh, they've got great products. The one that I'm actually most interested in right now is right here in front of me. The the new shampoo. They've also got a new body wash. Uh, as you can see, the packaging Oof. is great. Um, and they know all about great packaging over at Manscaped. Um, it smells great. Uh, it makes your hair, you know, the, the shampoo makes your hair nice and smooth because it's a shampoo and conditioner hybrid. Uh, but they've also got all sorts of other products that you can try out. Ball deodorant. 
Um, they've got Crop Preserver, which is like a little uh, midday spritz. I know that's the Crop Reviver. Just give yeah. it, you know, it revives you. Yeah, it just makes you feel like you're step. fresh out of the shower. Pep in the pubes. A little pep in the step. <laughs> uh, check it you out. You like saying pubes, don't you, Zach? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I think you've used the word pubes more than anybody else in the DNVR family <laughs> if you, combined. If, if you want me to use it again, I saw a TikTok this morning saying how in the 1400s, they used to have uh, pubic wigs. Oh, no. Yes, oh yes. That's just not, well, <laughs> anyways, so check out our friends over at Manscaped. Use the code DNVR for 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, great gift for yourself this holiday season. And a great gift for yourself or for other people is switching over to Mint Mobile. It is a premium cell phone service. And guys, what they have is they're offering plans starting at $15 for unlimited talk, unlimited text, and your data plan starts there. And you're probably saying, okay, well, what's the catch? There is no catch. The only catch is they don't have any physical stores. That's how they save money, and then they pass that savings on to you. And the, probably the worst place to go is a physical uh, cell phone service store, and you don't have to go there. So you go to mintmobile.com DNVR. You sign up. They send you a SIM card. You take that SIM card, put it in your phone. You download an app, and boom, you are off and running, guys. I did this, and it's really that simple. I went to mintmobile.com slash DNVR. They sent me a SIM card. All I do is put it in my phone. I get to keep my number. I get to keep my phone, and I start saving money. And right now, guys, they're offering a deal where you buy the first three months, and then you get the next three months for free. So Ooh. not only is it great savings with $15 a month, but then it's 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 buy one, buy the first three months, get the next three months free. So check them out over at mintmobile.com slash DNVR. Also, if you want a new gig, check out our friends over at Ball. They've got uh, openings for production technicians at their plant in Golden. You can read the full description and apply at jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. But here are kind of the bullet points of what being a production tech at Ball is. You work on the front line of the aluminum beverage can production process at Ball's plants. They offer a competitive wage of $27.39 per hour with potential for salary increases at 6, 12, and 18 months on the job. You get exposure to a lot of other manufacturing opportunities at the plant in Golden. You tuck, you'll touch on the other stages of production, including making aluminum cans and Ends. That role is going to be responsible for machine adjustments on high-speed production equipment. It's an integral part of the production team at Ball, both in quality and meeting operational goals for volume. And the and being a production tech at Ball doesn't mean you're doing that forever. There's skills growth built, built into it. Many production techs at Ball become maintainers, which is the next step up. Some have even gone on to other roles in operations and management. So there's a lot to gain by going to Ball and working there. It's a full-time job with benefits. Insurance is active on the day of hire. You got 401k for retirement, stock ownership program, and potential for an annual bonus. So check all those things out at Ball. Zach's saying Julie works at Ball. She raves Still about it. Julie. Yes. If you are looking for a career change, if you're thinking your job just doesn't have that oomph, as Vic Fangio might say, you want something different, check out the positions available at Ball's plant in golden text golden to 77222 and you'll be linked to open positions or go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden that's jobs.ball.com search for golden or simply text golden to 77222 and be unstoppable at ball or is it should it be be unstoppable Both? i like that one yeah be unstoppable um okay real quick as i'm looking into the uh, comments from yesterday yeah. i see the headline i didn't catch the show what was your guys take should drew lock uh, start the rest of the season it doesn't matter. 
Mm. It doesn't matter. Uh, and Ryan, uh, you just can't get fooled uh, by either quarterback. You can't get fooled by a good Teddy's not going to play this week, so a good mm-hmm. two-game stretch to finish the season for him at the end of the season. And you certainly can't get fooled by Drew Locke having a good three-game stretch. You have to go make a huge upgrade at quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I said the first concern is Teddy's health, and this is the second concussion, and I would be very cautious. My instinct would be not to play him the rest of the way. Yeah. But if they were both health, if they if they were both healthy, all things were equal. The fact that the, the you have, even though Sunday was better for Locke than for Bridgewater, the broad sample size when they've gotten time, Locke has had three giveaways and fourteen possessions in three appearances this year. Yeah, I I mean, that's hard to get past. <clears throat> so if Teddy Bridgewater were healthy, I'd go with Bridgewater. But again, two concussions in two and a half months. If it's up to me, I'd be shutting him down for the safety of the player. That was going to be my take is, you know, there's a little upside to playing Drew Locke, um, even if it's just from a trade value perspective. Yep. yep. Um, but more importantly, it's just that I don't, I don't want Teddy to get a third head injury. Yeah. Um, that That's just terrifying. Within um, two or three months? Right. It's just not, not right. So, I mean, it's literally a brain injury. I mean, we call it concussion sort of is a euphemism. It's a brain injury right. that he suffered. Let's not me- let's not mess with this. Ta- let's let's think of te- the whole. And I'm not talking about us, but like in terms of the decision and the decision the Broncos may make. Think about Teddy Bridgewater, the human being, not Teddy Bridgewater, the quarterback. Again and again, it's just not there's it's not worth the risk. There's no upside. Right now, maybe you win these next two games with Drew Locke. First of all, I don't know why you would be. You probably want to keep him in there. Right. Exactly. If, if week 18 unless is, you're yeah, unless you're winning with like 300 yards of rushing and 100 yards passing. But I don't think that's how it's going to work. For sure. Yeah. Right. But you could maybe make the case to me that hey, you know, you you somehow get two wins here and Teddy's ready to come back mm-hmm. week 18 against the Chiefs. You can maybe make that case, but yeah. That's a bridge we'll be happy to cross if we get that yeah, opportunity. Would, would be definitely. All right, let's get into the comments here. Uh, and the first one is from Blucifer's Army. How would you feel if Peyton said to Fangio, I'm going to keep you on as head coach, but we'll be hiring someone whose job is management during games, and I will be picking the next OC. Side note, do any teams have someone solely dedicated to time management? Um, this is what I actually think is going to happen. Um, now, it won't be just Peyton um, you know, uh, picking the OC himself. It will be a collaborative approach. Um, I've already made my prediction of Matt Nagy. Uh, I think that's uh, – it just feels like it's a, it's going to happen. Did you see mad Matt Nagy last night? He yeah. was freaking out yeah. all game. Yeah, he was. <laughs> um, but I think this is this is what I'm predicting is going to happen. Now, if they go 0-3 in these last three games, I think that will be enough to get Vic Fangio um, canned. But I think that they're going to win at least one, and I think that that might be enough uh, to keep Vic Fangio around. I know Mason and I are very far apart on this. So you think he stays at eight and nine? Yep. I I do not think there's any way he stays at eight and nine. What about nine and eight? Obviously, no playoffs with that. I mean, probably not because of the tiebreaker. I think it's if it's nine and eight, and that ninth win is over the Chiefs, resting their starters, then I think it's. I don't think he comes back. I put it out yesterday, and 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 again, I don't. I'm not pulling for this. No. It's just what I think. I put out the stats of the combined stats of Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow against this defense. And they look worse than the worst Broncos quarterbacks that they've had. They're 59, uh, 59% completions, 200 yards a game, basically one touchdown to one interception. Um, and I just think 
that when George Payton looks, sits down and really evaluates this, he's just going to say, I want to keep that, and I think I can fix the rest. For better or for worse, I think that's the approach. I think they go get a Matt Nagy-esque guy with a lot of experience to come in and coach the offense um, and help with game management you know, and time management. I think they do bring in someone who's like a time management consultant mm-hmm. um, who's on the staff. Uh, and and they try to you know essentially patch the holes rather than rebuild the whole house. Man, I hope you're wrong about Matt Nagy. He just even from just an offensive standpoint does nothing for me. Fair he, enough. Yeah, and he did he did well in Kansas City, but Andy Reid was calling the plays exactly. right. And that's and the other thing also that we're kind of not factoring in is things that George Payton and the people inside the building know that because we're not in the locker room because of COVID uh, and all the protocols, we don't know. And that is how well is, is Vic connecting with players? Are, are there still those issues in terms of connecting with guys? Is there still that kind of lack of big picture perspective that yeah. a head coach needs to have? And that's why, and, and that's, and honestly kind of the rumblings. That's why I, I don't think he's back unless they make the playoffs. I, Again, I that's what I want. Yeah, right. Um, people yeah. are coming at me hard on Twitter yesterday for you know the t- the last part of my tweet was said yeah. said this is why I don't think George Payton is going to be in, in a rush to fire him. People are like, so you're saying that you? Th-? I'm like, no, I'm saying what I think he's thinking. Yeah, and and, and Brian, I, I feel similar, closer to you than Mace with the playoff mandate. I think a winning season and and Vic is back. Uh, and again, it's not what I would do. I think it's what George is, is going to do. I mean, the thing is like, let's say they get to nine and eight and that ninth win is over a Kansas state team resting at starters. Yep. Then that means you're nine and eight, but you've got wins over the Kansas city B team, Jacksonville, the giant, you know, giants, the Jaguars, jets, the giants, lions. the jets. I mean, I look at that and I'm like, okay, Where's the? There's not a lot of meat on this on real, the bone here, so to speak. Real quick, if they lose to the Raiders this week, last place schedule is back in play, isn't it? It yeah. it'll almost be locked in. the 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 Broncos would have to win out after that, and the Raiders would have to lose out because the Raiders have the head to head tiebreaker mm-hmm. against the Broncos. So yes, if they lose this week. They are pretty much guaranteed a last place schedule. Mm-hmm. They aren't out of the playoffs, guys. If they lose this week, guess their playoff percentage. Mace, if you already know, don't guess. If they, I know. If they lose this week, according Ryan, to five thirty eight, I yep, know. Yeah, one percent. Point one percent down down. <laughs> it's a one, literally a one in a thousand <clears throat> chance. Yep. If they lose this game, yep. and can't that's, say they're mathematically eliminated. Exactly, and, and that's why. I doubt they'll do this, but to me, if you lose this game, what are you waiting for? Just make the move and start the interview process. Ooh, interesting. Because that would shock me. But again, you know, all that stuff I said about the quarterbacks can be undone in these last few weeks because you do face uh, Mahomes and Herbert again. Right. So, they could torture yeah. and Carr. Carr could torture you again. Right. That, that's one of the guys they haven't had success with this yeah. year, and now Carr is playing. As bad as Derek Carr has played, I mean, holy, how do you barely beat the... Oh, that interception? Yeah, I have like, no idea. They're picking him apart, you know, six, seven yards at a time. Why are you going for the home run there? It yeah. made no sense. That was such a boneheaded... The Raiders are so lucky that they won that it's, game. It, it's amazing kind of how that offense has devolved since the Henry Ruggs incident. Like that, there's, there's just no punch there. 
in so, that attack. Like that's look. I know that they're seven and seven, and their same record as the Broncos, and the Broncos lost them in October. Right now, that is a terrible football team. That is a terrible team. And if you can't, and if you can't beat them on Sunday, I mean, that's why. I hate to be that what guy. What do you cling to? I, I think it might be for the past. Uh, saying yeah. that, Mace, I'm really curious who we all pick in two days. Yep. Because right now, yeah. guys, Broncos underdog, one and a half points. Oh, yep. I, we got two. We got two podcasts. I love it. I love it. You know, just say there's. I've kind of made up my mind. We saw the benefits of a last place schedule this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, NV Champ twenty four. Been listening for a while. Finally subscribed. We got him. Uh, Went to the Giants game in twenty seventeen. We haven't lost and haven't been good since. But going to the Chiefs game this season uh, to break the curse. My question is: after uh, after you're willing to trade PS two and Javante for Russ, would you have traded Von Miller in twenty twelve for Peyton Manning? If that's what it would have taken, hypothetically. Yes, yeah, of course. yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, anyways. <laughs> Next one. Chicago Bronco 86. Uh, it definitely will be a loss, uh, losing a defensive mind. But I'm really leaning towards Denver needing to move on from Vic. You guys would have better insight into this, but some of his answers after game feels like he sees the defense as his team and the offense as someone else's fault. I agree on that. Uh, this mm-hmm. is kind of a tough position for a head coach to take, and I can't imagine it goes over well with the offense. Am I misreading things, or does Vic still have a tendency to act more as a defensive coordinator than a head coach? Well, not only that, did you hear his answer that uh, Evan Washburn relayed at the start of the second half? Like, what what's going on? It's all about oh, the player, the plays are there to be made. The guys need to make them. And we've heard that this yeah, year just, a lot too. He always puts it on, almost always, not all, but not always, but almost always puts it on the players rather than the coaches. I hate I mean, that. I, see, the one of the things I really respect about Tom McMahon is that ultimately he says it's on him. <laughs> he does. Okay? He really he does. does. That's that's what I want to hear. I'm sorry. I Leadership do. is all success the is buck, my people's fault. Yeah. All failure is my fault. The buck stops here with him, yep. right? Yep. And I, I don't see that with Vic. That is the only thing that I like about potentially Matt Nagy, Ryan, is he would be the head coach of the offense. That's what yep. Vic so desperately wants. That's what Vic... Think, thought he had with Pat Shermer is just not going well. That's what Vic did not have with Rich Pat Scandarello. Pat Shermer should not be a head coach of anything. No, I I, I agree with you, but Who's that's something a, that Vic yeah. would really like about Mac Nagy. Not only their yes. connection in the yeah. past, but he would love. He would say, "All right, I get to be the the head or the defensive coordinator. Get paid as a head coach. You get to be the head coach of the offense." Yeah. Who would hire Pat Shermer as even their offensive coordinator? I mean, if He's you're going looking, back to quarterbacks, if you're coach. looking at potential coordinators, and part of it, you watch the press conferences, like. Is this the guy you want out there every week? Him coming out in three wide for the entire beginning of that game yeah. was like the final straw for me. Yeah, like, you so truly bad. don't get it. Okay, last one here. Gator Bronco 727. Last one that we have time for. Sorry mm-hmm. if we didn't get to you. Uh, copy and paste it over tomorrow and we'll get it then. Hey, guys. Sorry, we have a hard out. Uh, hey, mm-hmm. guys. I've been listening multiple years now since the BSN days. My fiance surprised me with a subscription for our anniversary. We got him. Got him. him. This is my first time commenting. Hell yeah. And wanted to say how much I appreciate you all in this community. My question is not super relevant to this week, but wanted to know how you guys would feel if the Broncos ever managed to get Derek Carr. I know he's not elite, Mm. but seems like a great leader. Since PFM left, that's something we've been severely lacking. Anyways, love you guys. I'm down here representing DNVR and the Broncos community in St. Petersburg, Florida. Go Broncos. Ah, We got your weather here and uh, and this Christmas time. Man, Derek Carr. You guys know what's crazy? Hmm. Teddy Bridgewater's got the same stats as him outside 
of passing yards. Derek Carr over 4,000. Wow. I believe Teddy Bridgewater just right under 3,000 right now. 19 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Isn't that kind of crazy? Especially mm-hmm. the way he started this season. He was on fire again. Uh, Derek Carr would be an upgrade, but he's still that. He's that tier two quarterback. The Broncos, uh, especially depending on who the Raiders got, would have the third or f- fourth best quarterback. It would be an upgrade, even though the stats are similar this year, but it just wouldn't be a huge upgrade. This team would be a playoff team with him, but then they'd need, I think, another step potentially to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a tough place because there's a level of quarterback that'll make it more fun, mm-hmm. but we'll never get you a Super Bowl, and I think that's where Derek Carr f- falls firmly. Yeah, by the way, after the, the Broncos game for Derek Carr, nine touchdowns, seven picks. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. What did he do that Broncos game? He had two touchdowns and uh, one pick. Oh, that's it? Two t- Oh, I thought he went for it. Just the way that game yeah. or no I picks. thought it was like four no touchdowns, picks, no picks. No, two okay. touchdowns, no picks, 341 many, yards. Yeah. Uh, 341. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> there was the oh, vertical they game. Had those run- they had those like couple runs that were yeah. super easy in the red zone. Yeah. But the vertical game was there in a way that it hasn't been for Teddy Bridgewater. Definitely uh, not. for sure. All right. Um, you need some plays that make you smile. Uh, and the Broncos aren't getting very many right now, but maybe in the future they'll have a quarterback who makes us all smile. And when that happens, you're going to want to have gone over to Green Mountain Dental Group. Green Mountain Dental Group, the best damn family-owned dentist group in the metro area, and they will take care of you like family because they're part of our family, and you're part of our family, so we're all family. Uh, They'll talk Colorado sports with you over there. They're just that kind of place, Uh, and they're just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver over there in Lakewood. So check out our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. Schedule a cleaning, x-ray, an exam, and you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush, which is a sweet little gift from them. Um, So make sure you check them out, and make sure you check us out tomorrow right here, same time, same place, on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Appreciate you guys, and we'll talk to you soon.
I'll take you back.